personal power, people positive, the community of connection. This is the Bob Jeswald Show. A great addition to the Bob Jeswald Show because we're, we're still here talking about our kids. We're talking about magnet coordinators. We're talking about, of course, our STEM coordinators. We tee our kids up for success. We're doing good, Joanne. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Joanne Kogel and I just sitting here. Just kind of chilling. Hey, we got Jacob uh, here. Jacob Elliott, of course, our magnet coordinator. Um, and Brent, say hi. How's it going? Pretty good. Emily, assistant principal. Hi, glad to be here. And, uh, of course, we have Janet Sellers. She is the principal with the pale principal. She leads the way. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good. We hear you in there. And uh, the, the head honcho, Joanne Kogel. <laughs> yeah. she, keeps, she keeps me straight. She keeps me straight. We're all here. Um, why is this important? Because... If we don't capture the attention of our kids in the in the scope of of STEM, science, techni- science, technology, engineering, now arts and math, the STEAM and STEM, is it STEAM or is it STEM? We're STEM. Okay, so you, we're still STEM, but that's that's critical. So, um, yes, why is this so important to us? And get real close to the mic, Elliot, and just right. just chew the mic if you can. Do your Barry White voice; it works. Uh. And it, well, um, STEM is just such an important foundation for our students as they come into school. Uh, there's lots of kids who, they, they don't like school to be normal. Um, they don't just want to come in and have worksheets to do and just have, listen to stories. They want to have, they want to be engaged. And when we do STEM education, it is an engaging, there's lots of projects, lots of different activities, lots of things that we do, different events that we plan for our students. And um, Mr. Sutherland over here, he does a ton of things for us for our STEM as well. And so a lot of things that I do is the technology aspect. But uh, Brent, he does a lot of the different things when it comes to the science and the mathematics part, especially with what we're focused on this year, which is uh, food scarcity and how to help others in food deserts. And we've been talking about this a long time, Joanne and I. We've been saying, you know, like feeding the valley here locally in our community, wherever you're listening to this podcast, the critical nature of kids having enough nutrition. If they that starts right there. I mean, others are sleeping in class. They're they're not they're not focused. And uh, Brent Sutherland, you know, that's one of those things that are near and dear to your heart because I, I know that's a, that's a big deal. Exactly. Yeah, so at Diamond with STEM, we have an overall goal of decreasing food insecurity in our community. And we have gardens at Diamond. We have a greenhouse, nine raised vegetable beds, about six pollinator beds, and two ponds. And we use all that to teach the kids, one, how to grow the vegetables on their own, how to educate people on growing those vegetables, how to build the beds, how to maintain the soil, how to keep it, you know, as far as sustainability-wise with irrigation and weeding and all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. And then not only that, then what they grow, how to use it to decrease food insecurity. Makes sense. Is it pond? When you say pond, I want to make sure I'm clear on this. I can't go fishing there, right? <laughs> no. <Okay. they're> little <laughs> bitty fish. Okay. This was just yeah. want to make sure. But that helps irrigate. That helps irrigate our gardens. Right. Uh, aqua. So t- tell us about that. Janet Sellers, our principal. Well, a couple of years ago, we attended a um, STEM conference in Athens, Georgia, and we were introduced to the idea of aquaponics. And so we had a kindergarten teacher at the time who built us our first one. And so the idea of the fish feeding the plants and the plants feeding the fish was a new uh, concept to us and our kids. And so we spread it uh, through the school. Now we do still have that same tank. The teacher's gone, however, um, but his legacy lives on in that he started that in our school. So our kindergartners learn what it is to take a, a fish tank and create a vegetable garden, and then they feed each other. Oh. You can, you can Jeez, well, Joanne, you never said anything about that. So you have the, so how do you do this at home? Oh, I don't know. Oh, 
<laughs> what do you mean you don't know? <laughs> she doesn't. But 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 you're saying it's as easy. Is that what you're saying? Okay, it's pretty easy stuff. Yeah, that's all you do. Okay, utilizing the fish poop. That's a nitrogen. Yeah. That's a nitrogen, yeah. and it makes sense. That's good stuff. Um, you know, a fresh and crafty fair is on the way. Yep. Of so course, third. this is good. Emily Wilson, our assistant principal, excited about that? We are always super excited about the Fresh and Crafty Fair. Not only have our students been working on growing the vegetables and uh, working on the things throughout our gardens, um, but another unique feature about our program specifically is the opportunity for students to participate in our club days that we do quarterly. Um, not all of our students have the opportunity to stay after school and to participate in clubs, and so we provide an enrichment opportunity for our whole school every quarter um, where they get to participate in self-selected clubs um, and at those clubs they are all tied into our um, STEM initiative and they are creating different um, things as they're learning. Um, they're doing some are crafts, um, some are building sustainable bird feeders and wind chimes and things and then we utilize those things as part of our Fresh and Crafty Fair. Um, and it. so those are some of the things that we sell um, and then the students are actually able to see the whole process of being able to create things with their own hands as well as the things that they grow um, and then being able to see the return for that effort as well. Speaking of return, we get a return. Who? How do we get the money? You know, I know we're magnet school is kind of hard sometimes. The state of Georgia, we're in Georgia, by the way, anyone listening, and this Magnet Academy is always good. How, our funds that come in, I don't know if that's a Janet question. Yeah. And what, what? Well, what we do is we take the money from the the crafty fairs that we get and we we decide as a school in the beginning of the year what it is that we would like to work on because like you said funds are limited in in school systems and schools in general and so we have to come up with ways to fund the programs that we run so for stem it was always uh, our biggest challenge has always been the money situation um so when uh we got together and we decided on these crafty days we thought well what can we do to address our issues to, to put it back into what we're doing. And so we do take the funds. Last year we raised uh, $1,200, and we were able to wow. get, um, yeah, we were able to get um, sunshades for our playground because our kids saw a need for the fact that their playgrounds were too hot, and so we reinvested the money into the sunshades for the kids' programs. Yeah, I like that. I think that that's a really um, cool part of the process that we go through with STEM education is that not only are they seeing it all the way through and selling their products, but like Ms. Sellers mentioned, then the students are actually involved in making decisions about how that money is spent. Um, because through the problem-based learning, they identify different uh, problems that they want to solve on our campus and then think about how they can go about the steps in order to follow the engineering design model um, and actually go through and solve those problems. And so the sunshade, the sun sales were a perfect example of that. Um, so the students are actually involved in how we spend the funds and how we can better um, improve our school environment and our community as a whole. Now, Jacob is excited because, Jacob, you're saying when you do this, a lot of this is, is part of your job makes it so much easier now. But, but you got to make sure that A is talking to B and C and so on and right, so forth. Gotta, That's what you and Brent are doing. That we, we try to communicate a lot with what we do and how things are going like – Last night I was just texting Brent and I was like, "Hey, do you got? Do you have some soil? Because yeah. I need some soil, dude. I need some dirt, dude. I, I, I need some <laughs> Give me dirt. the dirt. Give me the scoop. Exactly. I'm dirt because uh, yeah. I, I do first Lego league after school today, mm -hmm. and our kids are coming up with this idea to about roof gardens and how to insulate houses and help keep them warm during the winter time and keep them cool during the summertime. And one of our ideas was to use a roof garden. So I was like, "Hey, I need some dirt because we want to do this activity." 
Well, say, say, join, grab the microphone. Thank you. Look at Emily swinging at Mike. Yeah, Emily, oh, here's Emily out. said she was so nervous about this. She's just like owning the place. I was like, I'm wh- hey, I could just whip that mic right in Joanne's face. There you go. I said, fun fact, I was okay. born in, well, not born, but I grew up in an earth sheltered house. I didn't, I'm Did learning more. I've known my her for how many had, years? Like, I learned something new every yeah, week with Joanne. So tell me about my this. My neighbors had a garden on the roof. And my, na- my other neighbors had oh, horses on the roof. Wait a minute. Wait, is this New York or Canada? This is Canada. This How in the heck did you do this in Canada. Canada? I don't know. You just have a hill and you dig a hole in the hill. And no, but I'm just saying it's so cold. You and I are from up well, there. Then I mean, when you grow that's why we only had to heat our house with wood stove growing up. Jeez, I never knew there this. Go, fun fact. This is why I'm dealing. I'm loving it. I, I love it, go. Bob. And I grew I, up in a hill. The Havens in, in Canada, yeah. eh? My dad built it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love that's so some proud. cool stuff. Yeah. I, I gotta talk to him about that. Yeah. Wonder, Earth sheltered house. So yeah. think about that guys. I mean yeah. I you know Brent's kind of lighting up about that. What do you I yeah. mean is that something I mean when we teach now we had kids, to mow our roof and you know <laughs> well like, now you can weed weed whack it you know yeah. you just weed. <laughs> I'll send you pictures. I want to see this. Yeah. Yeah. Have goats? No, yeah, we the didn't goats have, were we doing it. Yeah, goats would just groom it. That's right. We were the less of the progressive of the three neighborhoods. The other neighbors had a garden. The other neighbors had horses and cows. But see how this is this is stimulating all this. Mm-hmm. This is a kind of energy you want with the kids, right, Brian? I mean, when you're, I mean, right? Exactly. Yeah, I'm also the partner and ed coordinator. So hearing her say that, my mind is like, oh, Jacob's got somebody to interview with the kids now. Yeah, we get got real we life got applications. Joanne, Joanne, which hey, is yeah. stem to a T because if you have real life and she That's lived right. it, she could talk to them all about it. Joanne. Got you set for date set up. That's what you want to do. I mean, the next Zoom. So I, I wanted, to, I did want yeah. to say one thing about the Fresh and Crafty Fair that yeah. we did last year. So yep. we did last, uh, we did it in May, and we're doing an, our next one. We're doing uh, December third. So it's on Saturday right. from right. ten to twelve. We're doing it December third, right? Yeah, yes, that correct. is a Saturday. And, um, yep. mm-hmm. But so it's the, a Santa Claus the, classic. The, Ten K. The uh, <laughs> the fourth. My bad. The idea Sunday. for the sunshade yes. actually came from a first grader. So, so think about that. Um, first first grader. It's developmental years of the third. This so is critical. He, last yeah. year he was like, hey, it is so hot out here on the playground. Like, we need something to kind of keep us cool. And so then they, that class, decided to do a little bit of research and figure out how could they have the playground a little bit cooler. And so then they came upon the idea with sunshades. And wow. so we're in the process of working on getting those for the playground. That gives, I, I mean, this is, this is. Amazing. So, so kind of what we do at Diamond is we take kids from kindergarten and we start introducing to them to things that, that life is going to have. So, so for instance, if it like the, with the kid with the playground and the sunshades, I mean, what do they think about life? What are they going to do in life and where are they going to go? So we have them now walking around our school saying, oh, we're going to be botanists. We're going to be agriculturalists. We're going to be mm-hmm. engineers. We're going to be, yeah, whatever it is that they're working on. And so kids in, in, at Diamond don't always just sit there and do worksheets. They're, they're like they said earlier, they're involved and they're involved in real world stuff. Let me ask you this. In the state of Georgia, you know, because the way funding is, I mean, does it really, and I don't want to get, this is not a political show, but who is whoever's running for office or governor, and we know there's some big races at the time of this, this podcast, and maybe at this time of the podcast, if somebody's listening, you may already know who the new governor is or the, the incumbent. But what is this critical? Are they all on the same page? Are politicians like totally grabbing onto this? I mean, because this is good to me funding and all this good stuff would you say without you don't have to get politically i don't want to put you on the spot but is this a big deal for our politicians to, to embrace they act like it is okay that's a I good mean, no and no, i mean and that's why i want people to know they act this is to me 
instead of the way, and not, nothing to our educators, all you guys here, but it seems like it's so difficult to be an educator today because you got to follow all these crazy rules. And then you're not really teaching because you're worrying about what the state is recommending right. to meet these benchmarks. And I'm, I'm simplifying this, of course. And yet, when you guys are talking in these simple terms like this, to me, that's the education. Mm-hmm. And you guys are kind of getting out of thinking out of the box like this. So you're able to do this without having to do all these other crazy measurements or, you know, I see Janet looking at me. <laughs> Let's just say it's a balance. So, so we do have state things that we have to follow and, yes. and there's just yeah. no way around them. And then we have district things. Um, so I've been doing this for 10 years as principal at Diamond. And when I started, it was unheard of what I'm doing, sadly. Sounds it. <laughs> it was, yeah. 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 So it's, it's been quite a struggle, to be quite honest with you. Um, but it's been an enjoyable struggle because finding the people to kind of see my vision, that's what I've done with these folks. Is first you, I had one gentleman who worked with me at the time, and um, he was so on board with STEM, but it was so unknown at the time. I mean, and you're just talking just 10 years ago. Um, but in the meantime, I, I hired first Mr. Elliott as magnet coordinator because he took that gentleman's place. And then um, along came Mr. Sutherland several years later. And then, of course, Miss Wilson, she joined me five years ago. And so in the process, it really is the people that you find because, yes, the district is a problem. I mean, I'm not a problem, but they're not as There's, there's the tape, a, the yellow quick. tape. Yeah, there's the yellow tape. But, uh, Safe word. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, Dr. Lewis is a wonderful superintendent. Um, he does do a lot of things for the schools and the school district that have been very positive over the years. Um, I don't know that STEM has always been at the top of the list for the district, however, um, but he has been supportive of what I've done. Yes. Um, but as far as, you know, being able to find the funding and uh, the partners and, and all to fund all the projects, it's, it really has been something that we've struggled with a lot. Um, and that's where Mr. Elliott came in and where Mr. Sutherland's come in and Miss Wilson's come in. And then I have a wonderful secretary and they all kind of work as a team to try to find the funding that we need. And we'll come up with some of the craziest ideas and people look at me and say, you really going to try to push that one? And I say, why not? Let's try it. Let's, let's see what we can do. I'll, I'll give you an example. I, I, I am. I am. And that's what I told Miss, I've told Miss Sellers before, you know, she, she has a lot of out of the box ideas. Uh, a couple of years ago, she said, I want to do battle bots. We need to have battle bots at our school. So right, battle bots from Discovery Channel is awesome. It's awesome. And I I, just grab a beer and I sit. I know, right? (laughs) Well, I looked at her and I said, "It's done. We'll we'll make battle bots happen." And so we have done. So we started battle bots two years ago at our school. So we do it with third, fourth, and fifth grade. Right. And uh, we use something called Sphero Balls. They're robots, and we use solo cups. So. uh, Red solo. (laughs) Yep. Mm -hmm. So we use solo cups, and they build an armor around the solo cup, and the ball goes underneath the cup, and they control the ball, and they go around, and they you have a balloon on the. They have a blast. You have a balloon on the cup, and you're trying to pop Pop the other team's. Uh, balloon. Come on, that's that's that is. It is fun. Totally they they get in the hallways when they're practicing. So when mm-hmm. you come to Diamond, yeah. there is really no telling what you're going to see. In the hall. Um, <laughs> they are in the hallways racing these Soil, little cars robots. around. Yeah. Yeah. And what's it's been fun. really cool is last year we uh, got the uh, back in. We did it in uh, last March, mm-hmm. and some people from the district came along and they saw it and they were like, "Hey, we want to make this, this a district wide thing." Right. So we're also going to try to get in the process of helping. We're going to start small, get a few schools on board, we hope, and then maybe have the whole district at some point with elementary doing these battle bots. Uh, of course, like we said, start small, 
And uh, so we started at our school, and then we're going to try to go a little bit bigger, get a couple schools around us that might want to do it, and then bring in more. But that was that's the type of things. Miss Sellers will come up with an idea. Somebody there, me, we'll agree with Mr. It. Sutherland, Miss Wilson, we'll say – We'll make yep. it happen, and, and it's not just us three. Yeah. There's there's other people at our school, yeah, uh, who will say we can do this, we can do that, we can do that. So she comes up with us. She thinks your it's last a crazy name idea. is fitting. Sell it, baby. Sell <laughs> it. Sell it. Sellers. We're gonna call her Sell It Sellers. That's what we're gonna call her. I, I this this is exactly where we should all be in that kind of space because we're the kids are gonna get out of school. It gets them excited about going. They're really getting something out of it. Is the curriculums the day to day? Because I. And, and by, all, you know, my kids are going to school and I'm not picking on any teachers, but they'll come up with these projects. And even in junior or high school, still taking a paper bag and they're cutting out stuff and putting sticky stuff. I, this, this is elementary. And when I say that it's elementary. Am I losing my mind or what? I, I see this. It goes, is this really something that's going to be helping them? Do you get what I'm saying? I'm not picking on anybody. I'm not even no, seeing a name. No. I'm not even telling the course. It, I saw it the other day and I almost lost my mind. I said, why are you doing this? This is something we did together when you're in kindergarten, first grade. That's kind of where we got away from that kind of thing. So, so projects are good. I mean, any school that does projects, I'm not going to put their school down or their projects down. To us, though, we live what we do. Right. And I that's think, a difference. I, I think difference, there's that's yeah. the difference. Yes, because yeah. what they do is very intentional. Their teachers sit in with Mr. Sutherland and Miss Wilson and I, and we. We go through the plans with them. We talk about, you know, okay, why? What is our purpose? What is the, or What are the kids going to be doing at the end of it? It's not just the beginning. It's not what's in the middle. It's the whole purpose. And at the end of it, what are they going to take away from it that they can use, not just today, not just tomorrow, not just on a test in March, but lifelong in their head? What are they going to take away? And so I guess for us, like it, it's a living. We live what we do at Diamond. Right. And that's, that's the difference. That's gotta, Where you your child's yeah. is probably a one shot, yeah. right. you get it and go kind of thing. Right. We we call those make and take. Okay. They make it, make they it, take, take it, it, they get the grade, right. they're done. Right. And you can't even you, you can't even repurpose it to the next yeah. child in your family because the teacher's <laughs> going to remember it. That was so and so's project. I remember I got it. She got an A minus on. Well, and some things like I've realized at at our school, uh, we do this thing called makerspaces on Friday with uh, our our media specialist. And um, kids in third, fourth, and fifth grade, they, they have a blast doing that, but there's a lot of measuring when it comes to that. So, like, using a cup or a half cup or a teaspoon, and you're telling the kids, okay, you need two cups of this, and you need a cup of that, and you need a teaspoon with that. And the kids are looking at it, and they don't know exactly how to use it, right? Because yeah. whenever they think a cup, they're just digging that thing out, and yeah. it's mounded up. And so we're trying to teach them, no, 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 you got to level it off. You're giving them practical Life, exactly. Think analytically, and, just yeah. Exactly, and believe it or not, this is making Play-Doh or slime or things like that. Sure. Things that the kids love to do, but at the same same time, they're learning these other skills that's going to be important for them that they could take into the kitchen later on, maybe become a chef or you know cook something or whatnot. Very progressive and homemade. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know no, that's something else yeah. that we also I, I tell the students, and I don't know if this is the right thing or wrong thing, but uh, I tell the kids, I said, look, a lot of people are going to tell you you need to go to college. You don't have to go to college. What you need to do is you need to be able to know a skill Ooh, and a be able to use that right skill. There. And so at Woo. Diamond, 
at Diamond. See, that's what I'm talking about. Exactly. See, we teach skills at Diamond. We teach the skills, that, lifelong skills. So whenever Mr. Sullen is doing things with uh, planting and vegetables and gardening, he's teaching the kids that they can be sustainable and that they can grow vegetables and that they can they can eat that eat those vegetables, yeah, right? And speaking of tools, so like this year we added three more raised uh, beds to our gardens because the nine that we had had – uh, summer vegetables in it. Summer school, we did summer school mm-hmm. and had them all plant watermelon on trellis, cucumbers, peppers, uh, corn, and that was all successful. It grew and whatnot, but it, when they came back in August, there was nowhere to plant for winter. So I'm like, we've got a problem to solve. We've got to plant winter vegetables. It's going to mm-hmm. get cold really soon. So kindergarten through fifth grade, use my drills and measurements and levels and shovels and trowels and things and excavated the area. They didn't cut the wood. I had to cut the wood, but they made the measurements. Sure. But I had kindergartners using power drills, the levels, the pencils, the tools out there, ho- holding it with themselves, me kind of standing outside and watching them do it. And they loved it. I mean, Back you of the put, cereal box says you're whoa. not supposed to do that. Yeah, I know, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And, you know, but safety, okay. you know, we had safety tools with gloves and stuff that but they needed. But your teacher, I mean, exactly. let's face it, when I was younger, I mean, Joanne quipped and said that, but when I was a kid, I was mowing lawn. I mean, kids say to pre- right, you can't right, mow right. lawn. I was putting my hand under, put changing blades, changing oil in a car. You know, calipers on on the tires of my, you know, of an old uh, Chevy Nova 74. You know, those are different times, of course. But we did all this. I cleaned poop out of chicken coops. I did that to make extra money. And snow, shovel snow. No, I said you walk to school. Oh yeah, you. Oh, uh, I've heard that. That sounds like that. That sounds like an old wives' tale. My mom always say, "Oh, when we were kids, we never took a bus. We had to walk through miles of snow." But that's a true story. But see, those are things that we teach at Diamond. We teach these skills. So um, Brent's teaching all of these things when it comes to gardening and things that I I I have a black thumb. So you know, my thumb does not grow anything. I'm a Google gardener. Um, (laughs) Hey, so we didn't have that growing up. So some of the specific things that I teach, like in my class, uh, is stuff with. Robotics and um, things to do with presentations. And so I'm teaching our third, fourth, and fifth graders how to use uh, Microsoft Sway and Microsoft PowerPoint. And I'm telling them how to use these products to be able to present to, uh, for especially when they go to middle school and high school. But you need these, you need to be able to use this no matter what when you're an adult. You need to be able to use those. And then for my kindergarten, first, and second graders, I do different things with them. Of course, we're trying to get them uh, used to using the technology, first of all. But we have, we do coding today with kindergartners. Mm-hmm. Why not? That I was doing like coding. Mm-hmm. I was doing coding with kindergartners today, and they were they were doing a great job. They, I mean, they were amazing. Kindergarten. We're kindergarten. coding in kindergarten. Kindergarten, for God's you know, sake. This think, is good. Think about this. Yeah. Think about, like, Bill Gates. Yeah. Did he graduate uh, college? Did no. he go to college? No. And yeah. one of the richest men on earth, right? Right. So I'm trying to tell the kids, like, look, if you know how to code and you're good at this, even in kindergarten, I'm telling them, you know, you can make good money and you can do – if my, I, my son, he loves to code. He yeah. makes games, things like that. Love it. You don't have to – Go to college, but you need to have a skill, and that's what I feel like we do at Diamond. You guys we teach kids team skills. Team up with anybody else, like with the wow. garden and yeah, partners. I'm the partner ed coordinator also. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I work with Mercy Meth Farms, Keith Sims down there. I've also worked with uh, UGrow, Georgia Organics. These are the partners she was talking about that I've gotten in the last two years. Before that, we really yeah, Columbus Botanical Gardens. That's another one. So yeah. people got to uh, understand local farmers. Part- these Ron's partnerships are key. That. That's smart. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, keep key. those partners in whatever city you're in. Check out these. These places, they're nonprofits many times, right. and they can really help out. It, what's the challenges we're meeting here, though? What What are some of the hurdles you guys, I know you're facing some, Emily's nodding her head. I mean, it's like, how do you get past these hurdles? Because I know there's a lot of bureaucracies, a lot of red tape. We mentioned that earlier, yellow tape, caution <laughs> tape. But how do, we, how do we break that barrier of some of that? Because this, I mean, 
people got to understand too, when we're talking about this Magnet Academy and this program and the way you guys are coordinating this along with some of the marks of STEM or some schools have STEAM with the arts involved, we, how do you, you still got to do your regular day in curriculum. So when do we find the time to do this? But I wanted you to answer the other one too, because I was trying to, you know, I had a couple things there. You're throwing multiple questions Mul- at me at I'm, one I'm time. I'm seeing if you can multitask, <laughs> Emily. Come on. One of the best multitaskers well, you'll ever meet. I had that feeling. <laughs> well, one of the things I wanted to point out and is just by through this conversation, I'm sure not only you all, but anyone that's listening to this can just hear the passion that flows out of the people that are in this room. And one of the things that I think is amazing is being, you know, this is my fifth year at Diamond and it is truly a hidden gem um, within the city because there are so many passionate people. And I think that that speaks so much to um, what is truly important in education, because when you have the right people on the bus, when you have the right people, um, that are working towards making this difference in students' lives, then that passion overflows. And they are so willing to give of their time and their resources and their skills to be able to ensure that our future generation is successful and that we are pointing them in a positive direction. And so going back to your question on what are some of the challenges, um, one of the real challenges that we are facing right now in education is the crisis of teachers and lack of educators. I wasn't thinking that, but that's, yeah, but that makes sense. Yeah. And finding people that will continue to push forward these innovative um, ideas and that are continuing to be passionate um, about what we're doing. And so, I mean, obviously there are lots of different challenges um, but having the right people and the people that are that truly are there because they care and are passionate about moving forward is you know is truly important you know if if that's a case that is that is a case but do you to me I would want to teach under this kind of curriculum because you still got to meet all the other stuff and you still got to teach math Brent right and you got English and everything else. Of course, our, our upper management here would be in a different role. You're managing it all. But these other teachers still got to do the day-to-day cri- yeah. the, the grind of that. To take this extra initiative, how many extra hours a day is it taking you all to do this in addition to that? And I guess Janet's going to jump in on that. So so what we do is, is with STEM, uh, um, the initiative itself um, you integrate everything. And that's how you come across getting it all in there. So in math, if they're doing measurement with Mr. Sutherland, then they're doing measurement in the classroom. So we take all of the, you know, teachers write lesson plans, and I'm not sure how many, you know, regular people know what a lesson plan is, but it's basically your plan for the day. Um, and so the teachers, everything they do, they're going to be reading about it in class. They're going to be writing about it. They're going to be doing math with it. Um, of course, the science is around the agriculture. It might be soil. It might be I, I don't know, the d- water evaporation and all that kind of thing. So you really, the, the key word in what we do is integration. So you integrate everything. Like okay. Right. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that, I'm writing that down because when I promote this, it, it's, that, that, make, that's a good, that's, that makes a lot of sense. You have to do that. Mm-hmm. Integration is a word. You think about it, think about it here in the South. I mean, we think of the days of integration. you got to bring people together. If you don't integrate even a project like this or just everybody on the page in that facility, it's hard to get anything done. You're outreaching with nonprofits. You're, you're getting people to come in to help. Really thinking out of the box. Why, why can't we have other schools structured like this, in my opinion? I mean, it just seems like... It's a lot of work. 
Yeah, it's a lot of work. <laughs> is it just because you guys are highly motivated people, or is it just is it just some of the restrictions? Some schools don't have the money, or it might you know, be in a more blighted well, area. Let me kind of tell you the story. So when yeah. I when I first walked into Diamond, I walked in there. Come, 12, a, come 12. a little closer and hear that rich voice here. <laughs> <laughs> I walked into Diamond twelve years ago. I, I was the assistant principal. I was hired okay. in April twelve years ago. So you were Emily Wilson. I was Emily Wilson. I was as energetic at that time as her, too. I was 10 years younger. You still see her. (laughs) (laughs) So, but anyway, the first time I walked through the campus, my very first day there, I thought, wow, what a beautiful school. And I walked down the main hall into the back, and I saw this enormous greenhouse. Me being a plant person anyway. My mother was as well. She kind of gave me her green thumb. Anyway, I saw this beautiful greenhouse, and I thought, wow, I wonder what they do with that. And I went and I opened the door expecting to see plants, furniture. <laughs> what? Old Sports desk, Old des- teacher's yes. desk, yes. principal's desk, chairs, 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 chairs everywhere. And I thought, oh, my heart really just hurt. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, all this room and all the beautiful things they could do with this, and it's sitting. So behind it, when you turn like 180 degrees, there was this wonderful uh, shed. And I thought, okay, surely something has to be in that shed. You're expecting. Exactly. You open the door and more (laughs) chairs and junk. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought, wow, if if I took this school, this would be different. Well, I kind of didn't realize I was going to take the school. Two and a half years later, our principal decided to retire, uh, Dr. Valerie Williams. Wonderful. She taught me a lot about what I do now. I, I still have very fond memories of her. But when I took the school from her, I thought, okay, how can I take what she's given me and what she started, and how can I make it better? And so I just I got with this gentleman I told you about that he was part of yeah. the yeah his name is Mr. Ray, Ray. Yeah. and um, he wanted to do science, technology, engineering, math. And I said, well, Mr. Ray, this is what you do: you go and go to all the conferences. I'm going to send you to everything I can possibly send you to learn about STEM, because he nor I really knew anything about sure, it. Sure, that was all new. Well, the very next year, he leaves me, because, of course, he wants to be an assistant principal. So I understood, so then I took on the role. I said, well, I guess if everybody's going to leave, I'll, I'll do it myself. And I went to the first conference, and I thought, wow, what, what a way to take what we have on our grounds mm-hmm. and make education different for kids. And so that's kind of where I started. And then, I, like I told you earlier, I got Mr. Elliott involved, and then eventually I got Mr. Sutherland involved, and, of course, Ms. Wilson came on board. My prior assistant principal is actually the one who went through the first certification with me. Um, she's Pat Woodall. She's at Brewer now as the principal. Yeah. Um, and so it, it has really taken a team of dedicated people. Now, your question, why don't more people do this kind of work? Right. It is a lot of work. It takes a lot of effort from all of us in this room. Yes. These three right here probably put 50 and 60 hours a week easily, some weeks plus. I, some days I leave and Miss Wilson's still working. Some days she leaves and I'm still working. And the same with these two. Mr. Sutherland, we have to tell him to go home. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you, are you and not to be so personal, are you single? No, I'm married. <laughs> okay. And I have four kids. Well, how, do, how does so, that work? Now, that's another podcast. We've got to figure yeah, out exactly. how does a wife allow that. <laughs> she's, she's very understanding, and she knows what we're doing, and it's for the good of the kids. Okay, that's a good answer. That was good, and that's why she supports it. I, I, I hear what you're all saying. This is good. Joanne, you know, even what you do, I mean, you're, you're of course, Joanne's health and fitness. I mean, that's her, her specialty. Um, we didn't really talk about the kids being physically active too. I mean, is there any components to say, no, phys ed is big in a magnet academy versus just your, your regular standard public or 
private schools even, but to go to a magnet school, is it just, do we have a better, should I say, advantage over those other schools that are not magnet? Do you see that as something, and anybody can answer that, I mean, I mean... Um, I, I feel like for a diamond, we do have a little bit of an advantage because um, those magnet students, we they have to test to get in. So we test those students. Um, they're from out of our residential zone. So we have, uh, in each grade level, we have two residential classes and we have one magnet class. Okay, so the neat thing about STEM, though, is that we are school-wide certified. So everybody who walks in our door, no matter what, they're getting a STEM education. That's what I was saying. So not just the magnet students are getting STEM education, but anybody who walks in our door is getting a STEM education. Um, But for our magnet students specifically, which uh, that that just opened up, the magnet window just opened up, but we test students. There are some schools who are magnet schools. They don't test the kids. They just automatically accept them in. Mm -hmm. Um, To come into Diamond, we have a certain expectation. And right. so anybody coming in kindergarten, coming into our magnet program, first grade, second grade, we test all of the students. We check all of their grades, their behavior, things like that. And so it does give us a little bit of an advantage whenever the students come to us and we have some of those kids because we expect the kids to already be at a certain level. Right. Um, so, so there is a little bit of an advantage there. And, and it's almost kind of like college and you're trying to recruit players, you know, for sure. your football team. That's right. I just want to make sure. Team. But if we can, you know, STEM across the board across the United States is great because you know, you're in California, Nevada, where I was at, they it, it gives them a, a, a possibility. Even right. the kid isn't a good test taker, or maybe doesn't really. You and know, so needs, what I was going to say yeah. about the uh, why don't why don't more schools do STEM? And yeah. Ms. Sellers is exactly right. It's a lot of work. I mean, it took Let's several really get years. Back to that, it yeah. took several years before we even got to the point where we were like, okay, uh, we're ready to be observed and looked at and all that good stuff. And then they said, oh, y'all y'all, y'all have the biggest notebook we've ever seen. <laughs> like whenever we get we had, we had a yeah. notebook about uh, yeah. about a foot Wait. long. I mean, it was it was yeah. it was big. But um, there's there's a lot of schools who tell us like they come. We're going to do STEM. We're going to do STEM. But they don't ever go through the whole process of doing the stuff that they need to do to get certified through the state because then they realize, hey, I'm just going to do this part of STEM or I'm just going to do that part of STEM because we can do that, but we can't get buy-in. That's another thing is you got to have buy-in with the staff. Mm-hmm. And the if, thing, uh, yeah. if you've yeah. got a lot of people on staff who don't want to do it, then um, – it's called fire some people. And start <laughs> oh, no. to recruit, no. recruit At, teachers. Actually, I don't know if that's legal. I can't actually, say. what will happen is, is teachers. I, mean, I know you're thinking that. Don't tell me that. Te- you're not teachers will, that. Uh, you know, and, and it is a lot of work, yeah. and it can be very challenging. And if they are not up for the challenge or whatnot, or you know, right. some teachers, uh, they're just like, you know what, I, I, I've enjoyed what I've done. But I'm going to go to a different school, and that's okay. You yeah, know, it's nothing because there is a lot of. It's not just cut and dry. There's a lot of extra stuff, lots of extra activities. Club day is something that I don't know that happens at any other school, and it is very chaotic. Yeah. Um, things that happen that we do, the events that we plan. We have a, we did a career day a couple weeks ago. We did a truck day. Those things are as organized as possible, but they're still kind of chaotic events. And they are, uh, but they're great things because the kids learn. You know, a lot of times when you learn, you don't just learn. Boop, 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 boop. Sure. You learn through the chaos, right? Right. I mean, Makes at least, sense. At least I do. I don't know about other people. But it's but real life. I mean, right, again, exactly. we're, we're teeing them up for life skills, and, and we keep following that same that same format. Well, that's the thing. What do you do in life that's worth doing that is easy? You know, and I think that the thing about STEM education in general is that while the concept of STEM is new and innovative and, you know, 21st century skills – 
it's also just really good teaching. And at the end of the day, you know, this is my 17th year in education and we didn't talk about STEM 17 years ago, but what we did talk about was brain-based learning. And when all of these community partners are coming in and when we are integrating the curriculum, then that's authenticity. That's what uh, students are going to be able to retain and they're going to be able to carry into what, what is next for them. And so I think that that's something that makes STEM education and especially the education at Diamond different is because we are not doing things in isolation. They're not learning those yeah. concepts in isolation. It is a more authentic example of um, a way to approach education that not only incorporates the content, you know, mm-hmm. we've talked a lot mm-hmm. today about those requirements that we have, um, that we do have to follow, and we do do those things, mm-hmm. but we integrate them in a way that is a, very, a much more authentic approach for students. Um, that is not only the content and curriculum, but it's those soft skills too um, that are going to be really important to their future, whether they go to college. That's right. Um, or whether they choose to a different to do path. a trade or whatever. So that's that's right. It applies. You're not in that silo. You're in, in that, that's the problem. You're actually you're 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 practicing the, the setup of what you're going to do in life. I mean, and that makes sense. To address something that yeah. you also said, you were talking about how does it um, affect them as far as their health and nutrition. So, that, yeah. yeah, you were you were coming mm-hmm. to that, and you said something to her about it. So they kind of do because when they're they're talking about planting the vegetables, mm-hmm. like with Mr. Sutherland and with their homeroom teachers, they are learning about what vegetables are healthy and mm-hmm. what what vegetables have this and what advantage, like carrots because they're orange, they have these advantages and those kinds of things. We have kids trying things like kale for the first time. We had one young kale shakes are great, exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> Hide the flavor in there and just, just slip it into a, a smoothie and you'll never know. We, we had a first grader a couple of years yeah. ago. He went home with his first bag of kale to his mom. He got everybody's in the room because he liked it, everybody yeah. who didn't want it. He took it home to his mom. He said, Mom, cook this for me. So when she did cook it for him, he brought a little bit back to the teacher. And he said, look, Mom, mom cooked this kale for me. I want you to try her. Yeah. And the teacher was like, it was amazing. And now he loves kale. So now he's like in the third grade. And he still wants us to grow kale every year. So, so what are we doing with this kind of learning sure. as far as health is concerned? Yeah, yeah it, it's putting lifelong things in there. And we actually so, have a group good. working with us through UGrow this year. It's called the Food Corps, and I have Maya Davis that works with my class. She comes now twice a week, and what she does is teach them about the vegetables and the fruits and what part of the body they're good for, brain, skin, nails, all that kind of stuff. We have a big bulletin board yeah. outside my classroom right now, Fantastic. and that's what she's been doing with them since August, and then doing food tastings, like with the kale and stuff. So we have the yogurt and the fruit, stuff like that, the granola bar. Then we're growing kale to do kale chips. We're growing spinach because she wants to do have tastings with spinach and things like that, you know, with strawberry and whatnot. So, so right. that's it. Well, you guys are all a Diamond in the rough. <laughs> D-I-M-O-N. So we know it's not Diamond Elementary. You can see it here in the podcast. Um, as 5th century Confucius would say, if you can't draw a tiger, draw a dog. Yogi Berra said, were you a Yanks fan? Yogi Berra said, if you come to a fork in the road, just take it. <laughs> so I, you know, so what you guys are doing, you're providing all these uh, thinking out of the box solutions. You're integrating the team together, which makes sense. Key to your success great opportunities to to bring our kids into reality i mean that's that's really what it is so thank you for what you all do hopefully you guys can glean some out of this uh joanne and i now are going to go mow mow our roof we'll be right back
If you want to catch more of this, of course, Bob and Joanne, well, we got another show coming up after this one. Uh, Joanne, you, you're going to be, uh, we're going to be talking uh, in the next Bob Jeswold show, I think, coming up. It's going to be, you got some good stuff with some ladies coming up. Who is it? What tells us about it? Melita, El, uh, I think you pronounce her last name, Elridge. Eld- Elridge, okay, yeah, good. From the New Women's Health good. Center. That so opened. we start talking about that, too. And just think, I'm sure we're going to learn a lot from her in this next podcast that if you could have had this kind of opportunity at Diamond Magnet Elementary, then maybe, you know, it, it changes lives. It really certainly does. You might not be a weatherman. True. <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't want to. You know you what? You might be You're in right. your combine. I would be in my combine. I would Driving be growing organic cornfield. food, cornfields. I'd be mowing my roof. Room, room. <laughs> room. You could be coating your lawnmower. That's it. Your there you go. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. And a little bit of robotics. I'll send you some pictures. I've got them on my phone. I love it. i got to see this. And we're going to check it out. We'll show it to you on the next Bob Jeswold show, which you could get anytime. We stream Wednesdays at 7 p.m. at WRBL.com. You can see the lovely faces here of everybody in today's podcast, if you care to do that. Oh, we are now on YouTube, Lewis, our director, tells us. Lewis, thank you. Lewis Meyer's in the house who doesn't say anything, but he is behind <laughs> the scenes doing all this great stuff. So Lewis is uh, doing that for us. We're also on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, wherever you get it. And on social media, we got you here at uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We say goodbye for now. We'll be back again, and we'll see you guys on the other side of the Bob Jeswold Show and Joanne Kogel coming up.